everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. First off, thanks for listening, and if it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we played or watched over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host. Still Craig, still here. And let's still get into the first thing of the day, <laughs> which is going to be the news here. We'll start off with uh, the exciting stuff, the Nintendo yeah. Direct. Uh, and everything, Or at least the major stuff that was released there. Uh, I guess we'll start off with the closing statements. Uh, Bayonetta 3. We finally saw some gameplay and it's finally coming out next year. Yeah. I am. I key. I never got into Bayonetta, but I've, I've heard so many things. And after listening to the fire escape podcast and they were talking about, you know, how much or how good Bayonetta two is and how good Bayonetta one is like, I, I have to give it a shot. I have to eventually, yeah. you know, play these games and get, get through them. I think, Bayonetta 1, because when Bayonetta 1 and 2 came out on the Switch, that was, what, last year, maybe, or the yeah. year before? Maybe even two years, yeah. Yeah, I played through both of them again, um, and the first one I still think is good. I don't think it's held up as well as the second one. The second one, to me, is about as close to perfect as you can get for that style of game. I actually prefer Bayonetta 2 over Devil May Cry, so I'm super pumped. I'm just only, I don't know about her hair but I guess uh, it's a minor complaint. I guess I yeah. can get used to the braids. Yeah, we we have to see how everything goes. I wonder if the game's tone is going to be any different. We after people dove into the trailer, they did notice that this is a different voice actor yeah. the Bay, uh, for Bayonetta. So hopefully she ends up uh, just doing as well, because I know Bayonetta is like a pretty, pretty favored character among the Nintendo community. Yeah. And very rarely do we ever see like a mainline person from almost any uh, video game franchise replace their voice actor three games into the into the series. So yeah, it's we very weird. Yeah, unless there's some sort of like contract dispute, maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's all really weird with that stuff. Like I, the only thing I can think of similar was like uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, where the main character Byleth, he was supposed to talk, but then the main voice actor in English uh, got, I think, uh, com- uh, apparently committed sexual crimes. Yeah, so, so they just took him and, out. Yeah, they just went ahead and made it so he had no lines, really. And he just, you know, went, uh, or, uh, you know, just like regular Link type stuff. So it, it's that's, weird. but That's one way to fix it, I guess. Yeah, just to take out all lines. <laughs> and take only it out entirely. Noise. So, it's weird. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, Kirby Forgotten Land. Uh, this is kind of the first mainline Kirby game we've seen in a while. Uh, the last one was on the Switch, I think, was Kirby All-Stars. Yeah. Which, uh, that wasn't a bad game. Not so much for my tastes, but it did have its own kind of niche in the Kirby uh, Kirby fandom. This seems to be taking the Kirby thing to a whole new level. Like, everything seems to really be taking off of the Breath of the Wild take, where everything needs to be this free roaming adventure, which it seems like it is with Kirby here. It's uh, Mario Odyssey, I guess, type like where it's just top down, really. And it's like a 3D world that you're meant to explore. And what Kirby does in it, I've got no clue, but <laughs> we're supposed to figure it out. Kirby is such an interesting game and character to me because I've never met anybody who is like, man, I'm so pumped for the new Kirby game. You know, like <laughs> I I can't say that I'm a huge fan. Like I've tried all of them. I don't think I've th- the only one I ever finished was when I was a kid on like the regular Nintendo. And I beat that one like a million times. But 
I don't know. I just don't know where like the big fan base is for Kirby that they keep kind of rolling these out every couple of years. I, I don't know. Maybe there has to be some sort of fan base, I guess. But that and like Donkey Kong, I don't feel like there's a huge like clamoring for either one of them. Yeah, it, it is pretty strange. Like I'm, I'm going to go with Nintendo just kind of had to figure out, OK, we need a new mainline sort of game from one of our first parties here. We yeah. have of Zelda where uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is supposed to come out, but only God knows when. Uh, Pokemon always been Pokemon, but they're also like not n- exactly Nintendo's franchise, really. And then, what we haven't heard anything from the Fire Emblem people. We really don't know when yeah. the next Mario game's coming out. So there's like you know it, at this point it's just kind of like okay Kirby, Kirby has to yeah. be the next one up here. And <laughs> I I have a buddy of mine that's been screaming for another Donkey Kong game, but yeah, we didn't get that announced either. So yeah. Next up is going to be the new online subscription for the SNES and Nintendo 64 games. They went ahead and called it the expansion pack. And with it, it will be an upgraded version of the Nintendo of the Nintendo online. And with it, we are going to get an N64 emulator as well as an SNES emulator, which was kind of the bigger surprise there is that the fact that the SNES is going to be on here. But with the N64 games, do you have them brought up or any of the highlights brought up? I don't. I know off the top of my head, it was uh, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, um, Dr. Mario 64. I'm going to blank Ryback. I think that's what that I remember playing that as a kid, but I don't remember what that game is. I know it's a shooter. Um, Yoshi's Story was another one. And then there was plans for Pokemon Snap down the road. I believe, um, but I know I'm missing some. There was like, I don't know, I want to say at least eight of them that they announced, right? Yeah, I'm trying to look it up okay. right now. There probably sh- there has to be an image somewhere, you'd think, yeah. of the games. Okay, so let's see here. On Nintendo 64, it will be, as you said, Star Fo- uh, the two Mario games, Star Fox 64, yep. Yoshi Story, uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. I'm win back covert operations i've got yeah no that clue. win back yep i remember playing that but i don't remember what it is yeah uh mario tennis uh dr mario 64 and uh this is like right up my alley some anime game but i do not see <laughs> what the what the anime game is supposed to be so let's uh put it out there in the universe so we can manifest it into reality here what's the price gonna be on this a year you know, I, I, I don't want it to be 50. I'm hoping it's going yeah. to be a little bit less than that. I'm going to mm-hmm. hope it's around maybe 40. I'm, We're I'm at hoping. 20 now, right? Yeah, like 40, maybe 35 or 30. Yeah, I, I really don't know how often they're going to be updating this. Like if they update it a lot, I think it's going to be worth the money. Um, yeah. But if it's going to be something where we don't get updates for up to a year afterward, I don't know if it's going to be worth that, you know, not even most of these games will last you a year's worth of playing. But there's a lot of good N64 games that I think should eventually get uh, ported over to it. They did mention that Majora's Mask will eventually be on there. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get stuff. We're going to get games like that. But some other stuff like I remember playing as a kid, Mega Man 64, uh, Rayman 2, The Great Escape. I remember that one. The original Pokemon Snap. They did mention it also makes its way on there. And Banjo, right? Yeah, banjo. Yeah. 
uh, Donkey Kong 64, Kirby 64. Uh, yeah. I, I think they need Glover. I think Glo- I think Glover needs to be the game that they put back on there. <laughs> That's me being facetious. I remember playing Glover, but I can't tell you if it was good or bad, if I'm being completely honest. So it's probably probably best that that stays in the uh, probably stays in the vault because yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody thinks it's a bad game. And probably if I play it, I'll find out it's bad. I think when we play a lot of these, they're not going to be as good as we remember. But uh, I think, I mean, we're only paying $20 a year right now, right? So, I mean, even if it is 50, that's still fair, I would think, um, just to play through those games again on your Switch. Because I'll definitely play a majority of these. I don't know if I'll beat them all, but I will definitely boot almost all of these up at least once. Um, So I think 40 is probably fair. Uh, 50 is going to be about my limit, probably. And I might have misspoke earlier, but it's the Sega Genesis, which I'm not sure if yeah. that's how we say SNES, but no, that's not it. No, that's the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so it's the Sega Genesis that they also announced going in. Sorry for the mistake. Mm-hmm. And the game that they will be putting on there is Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, uh, Dr. Robotnik Mean Beam Machine. Almost yes. messed that up. That's for sure. Uh, Echo the Dolphin, probably the greatest game ever made. <laughs> Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, yep. Strider, Streets of Rage 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Shinobi 3, Shining Force, Ristar, and Fantasy Star 4. Which is good. See, I played a ton of Sega as a kid because I had a Sega. My friends had a Super Nintendo, so all my time was spent with Sega. There's some major ones that are missing that I would hope that will get added down the line off the top of my head. Like Comic Zone is one that I think has to be on there. Um, is did you say Sonic is Sonic not on there? Not the original. At least that's not what's that. That is not okay. what's on here. It's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. OK, would be and on you there. still you still have like what the first one, the third one. Sonic and Knuckles is one of my favorites of all time. That's yeah, Sonic, Sonic Spinball. Yep. Yeah, there's so many games that. I think we'll probably end up getting added down the line. Um, I would assume they could get the rights to almost all of those, but we'll see. I don't think they're not going to get any of the uh, like Disney games, which were huge on the Super Nintendo and Sega, like Aladdin and Lion King. But I mean, there's there's room to get a lot of good games on there. And if they're going to update that, you know, even if it's like every couple months, I think they're going to have a ton of people who are going to be willing to pay. Yeah, and I've and again, as long as they update it at least every three months, they'll they'll have me coming back and playing it. I know for yep. a fact, like Star Fox sixty four, I'm booting that. That's going to be the first game I boot up. I've got so many good memories of the Star <laughs> Fox sixty four games on on uh, N sixty four. And on top of yeah. that, too, they are offering of uh, as long as you, I believe, you get this plan, you will be given the opportunity. I'm not sure how fast these things are going to sell but they are going to be selling Bluetooth versions of the N64 original controller and the Sega Genesis original controller. If I can get yeah. my hands on the GameCube controller, I no, sorry, uh, the N64 controller, I absolutely will. Cause that thing's Me like too. a relic in time. But yep. I, I also have a feeling that this thing is going to be bought by literally everybody. And even people who like, don't necessarily want to take advantage of the plan with scalpers now being more prevalent than ever. People are going to get the online plan, get the controller, cancel their plan, and then sell the controller to make up whatever difference of money and profit from it all. Yeah, so it's just a. Hard, and they did this. They did this before with the, 
um, Nintendo and Super Nintendo controllers, right? You had to have the the uh, plan to get those. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I really want both, actually, the 64 and the Sega one. I think that'd be cool, but we'll see if I can get my hands on them. Yeah, it, w- it will be rough, but those are kind of the major points off they showed. Like I can say that they showed off more Splatoon 3, which is interesting. I, I would like to get in Spl- into Splatoon, but I've. I feel like I need friends to play Splatoon with me. I don't know. It's a weird game to play by myself. I'll say that. Uh, Other games that I remember trying a project or triangles project strategy thing game uh, like 8 bit (laughs) Octopath Traveler strategy game, which is more up my alley is coming out later next year. There's a there's like a card game sort of thing that they showed off as well by the near developers, which. The music, the, uh, the music came on, and I could tell right away it was a near game. Uh, so we just there's a free demo on it if people are interested in trying it. Oh, and there's a update coming up for Mario Golf, which is going to add new courses and make Koopa Troopa an a, a, a pl- an available golfer. So okay, now, there was enough here. Overall, I was glad that they did a Nintendo Direct and. Uh, it was worth it to see Bayonetta 3. It's a game that I want yeah. to get excited for, like Horizon. I just now need to go play the games. Agreed. I'm super pumped for Bayonetta. Um, kinda... We want to stick... Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're sticking with... Let's stick with some streaming news, I guess. Uh, I just saw this today, and by time this posts, um, it will be active, but Marvel's Avengers is going to be coming to Game Pass September 30th. Yep. So the question here is to you, will you play it again? No, no, <laughs> I don't think I will either. Um, I already did all of the campaign. We've talked about that before. They made a big point of saying, like, look at all this stuff that's come out since. And I looked at it and I went, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm OK. But if you haven't played it before, I would say and you have Game Pass, at least do the single player, the campaign, because I thought it was fun. Yeah, the campaign's good. And what I will say, too, is like if you it's kind of like Destiny. If you have like dedicated friends that want to play the games, go through the raids, are willing to grind out gear with you, I think you can have fun with this game. And it's more of a game that doesn't require a lot of thought. You can catch up with your friends and just beat, you know, NPCs nonsense out of them for the most part with uh, with Marvel's Avengers. But if you don't have anybody to play it with, it's really hard to get into a game and it's really hard to play with anybody. And, you know, I, I beat the game in a week. And by the time I went on to multiplayer, there was no one for me to match with. So from from there, that kind of just I knew to shelve the game at that point. Yep. I I'm kind of interested if they come out as the reason why they decided to do this. I'm going to go with Xbox paid Square Enix a bunch of money and went here, put the game on Game Pass and we'll give you money. But yeah. You know, they have the Black Panther DLC that came out, but Spider-Man is still a PS5 uh, PlayStation exclusive. And they did come yep. out and say that there's going to be DLC in a story with cutscenes for the Spider-Man stuff. And it's like, well, isn't it odd that Xbox is getting it on Game Pass and the Spider-Man content, which is what a lot of people would be looking forward to, isn't even going to be on that console. So yep. to, each, to each their yeah, own, this, I guess. The Spider-Man content that was promised very soon after release when this game came out forever ago and it's still not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is definitely to me like a, a last ditch effort for this game to get people to play it again. That's that it like screams last ditch effort to me. Yeah, I, w- I would say I'd say it is too. 
We then have Battlefield 2042. Beta is going to be announced in early October. Just a small thing. I thought it was interesting because the game was supposed to be released in early October and then got delayed a month. So they're going to release the beta in early October instead and then release the game in November. So I'm excited to try it. Yeah, so am I. Uh, Battlefield 2042 looks a lot, I guess, is a lot more appealing right now than Call of Duty Vanguard, but I also haven't seen a lot of Vanguard either, so we have to see. True. I would agree with that. Um, we had, I mean, I, I guess I should have segued originally. I didn't do a very smooth segue after the Nintendo Direct, but we're starting to get some of the comparisons on the OLED Switch. Uh, yeah, that's coming very, very soon. And I will admit that I totally forgot that this was coming out. That's how not excited I was about it. Uh, but I did watch one of the comparison videos, and I will say, from my personal opinion, I'm not seeing much. Um, bigger screen, brighter, obviously, but, I mean, what do you think? Because I wasn't that impressed. You know, everybody's going to be happy with, like, the OLED-type stuff, and it looks like yeah. the game they previewed it with was Metroid Dread, which I am excited for, despite the fact I'm not into Metroidvanias. But mm-hmm. I... I've, Again, I really wanted to be excited for a new Nintendo Switch. And when they announced that this is just an OLED model and not an upgraded model in any way, it really turned me off to it. It's only $50 more than a regular Switch. And yeah, sure, it's a bigger screen, but the issue is going to become. You know, this this game is so far. This console is so far behind the times with PS5s and Xbox Series X's. And they. They just added Bluetooth audio support to their system (laughs) and people still want a dedicated party chat. And that was something that needs to be figured out as well. So I I'm pretty I'm pretty much at the point where I'm going to stick with my original switch until the moment it dies or I can't play it anymore. Um, To be honest, I really haven't played my switch at like at all really recently, despite all the games that I need. I want and still want to still need to play for it. I'm busy playing games on my PS5 and my Xbox. So yep. my my Switch right right now will stay where it is, and hopefully I'll pick up those games later. But until then, I I don't see a reason to upgrade. I could see people wanting to get the system because they don't have one. This is a good point to jump in. But the differences yeah. really don't make a lot of sense to me, and it's going to be oh, the OLED screen, like the colors and everything are so vibrant. And it's like, what are you going to do with a six inch screen? Like, is, <laughs> is OLED really that good on six inches? Like, I, I beg to differ. Yeah, I had to. I watched the video actually today, this morning. I was watching the comparison video and I had to go look. I was like, when is this coming out? Because, I mean, it's supposed to be coming out next month, October. So yeah. actually in a couple of days. But like, I have not seen this any advertising have you no not really i haven't seen any advertising yeah. either uh despite the fact that you really can't get a hold on one but yeah i maybe I, maybe that's why they're not yeah. advertising it because they know you can't get it <laughs> yeah i get. i guess we'll need to see when the release date comes up how many of these consoles are available and yeah who knows like i might just get tired of my switch battery problems because i admit i have horrible i've got a like the first generation switch is a horrible battery and I yep. imagine Metroid Dread is just going to drain it like like there's no tomorrow. So, yeah, if it frustrates me enough, maybe Nintendo decides to get my spite money because I'm I, I need to upgrade in order to have a better battery or something like that. But I, I don't yeah. want to is what I'll say. And 
until then it's my switch will live. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, but I've been playing mostly docked when I do play it. So like the battery thing isn't affecting me, but like when I was on my trip, I was noticing that like, man, this battery is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> me, Metopia kills the battery. Me, even yep. Metopia kills it at that point. You can yep. play it for a couple of hours and you get up. Oh, I'm low on battery. It's just like, dang, like, holy heck. Yep. I had an hour and a half flight and I played about an hour of Metopia and I was down to like 20%. Yeah. And I was like, yep. okay, well, I guess good thing I didn't have a four or five hour flight. I would have been screwed. just a couple other smaller things that i want to go over is uh death loop reviews have come in and this game is stirring the pot is what i want to say uh metacritic score is at an 88 which is very high and a big surprise to a lot of people where the uh like what i want to call it the the audience score is what i'll call it is at a 6.4 so the game's kind of really all over the place. 6.4 is kind of a decent score when it comes to the audience because it's curating thousands of reviews instead of just a couple. But, yep. uh, you know, it all kind of started with IGN giving it a 10, uh, 10 out of 10 masterpiece. And then there's a bunch of other outlets now giving it that. And when people play the game, they're kind of like, oh, well, I don't think it's a 10 out of 10. So it's starting the whole review controversy up again, which we usually <laughs> see once a year when it comes yeah. to kind of a surprise game that gets a 10 or a hyped game that gets a 10 and people don't think it deserves it. Hence to the last of us two from last year. So uh, it's just funny. It's happening with death loop, I guess is what, <laughs> is what I'm trying to get at there. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to our podcast with uh, other Craig as well, when we were all picking our games and I said, I like, I really don't have any interest in this game whatsoever. But seeing all the reviews and like people on podcasts talking about it, now I do want to play it Um, because I mean, I have to at least see. I still don't think I'm going to be like 10 out of 10. This is the greatest game I've ever played. But just hearing people talk about it, I'm like, man, this game might be worth me actually looking at as whereas before I just had no interest whatsoever in this game. So I'll probably end up breaking down and buying it at some point. Yeah, I'm hoping it becomes available on Black Friday, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice have a new Pokemon trailer announcing a new uh, kind of people were wondering what you're supposed to do in the game and how the gym leaders come out. It looks like there are so-called wardens instead yeah. of gym leaders. So look up the new trailer. Pokemon released more information on Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus or Arceus, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, they also released a new trailer on Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl or Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, whichever, whichever, which way the <laughs> titles are switched around. One of those like, is right. I, yeah, it's de- I, th- I think I'm leading toward my second one, but uh, I'm kind of surprised. I wasn't looking forward to the Gen 4 remakes as much, but I saw that trailer and I was like, oh, this looks all right. I'm starting to grow on this like chibi style that they're doing with the characters. So we just have to see how how things play out. That game's going to sell a lot regardless. It's Pokemon, oh, yeah. so it really doesn't yep. matter to them how they do it. And it always comes out around the holidays and all the parents buy it for their kids. So it'll always sell well. Exactly. And (laughs) one of my final ones is going to be Blizzard settling one of its lawsuits. Uh, The employees like Fair Commission uh, or the EOCC, I believe, is the acronym for it. There's a whole bunch of acronyms that are suing Blizzard right now. They've settled on an $18 million lawsuit uh, to fund employees who have claimed damages against Blizzard. So uh, at least it seems like maybe some of the employees are going to be getting... um, compensation for what happened 
during the whole lawsuit and frat boy era type of culture that they were putting up. And hopefully the people that get it, you know, are happy. One thing that we did, I did want to mention is 18 million is a lot to us common folk, but to a billion dollar company like Activision, no, the 18, $18 million is a drop in the hat for them. So I'm going to yep. go with they, they just went ahead and settled this in order to get rid of it, which isn't, you know, it's, it looks good on paper, but uh, just, re- just remember that there are a lot of people who are affected by this stuff, uh, affected by Blizzard and its, uh, and its culture. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely it was good to see, but again, yeah, eighteen million is not as high of a number as it probably should have been. In all honesty, it should have been something that actually hurt them and affected them. Exactly. And um, bef- uh, I was just going to say before we get into games played this week, I wanted to say that I wanted to try New World, which came out. It is a new Amazon MMORPG game that yeah. came out today. But my queue to get in uh, to get to play the game with my brother was over an hour. <laughs> and we had to record the podcast. So wow. I will have New World Impressions next week, hopefully. But uh, I just thought it was insane that the queue I had to wait in with my brother was like over. I think I the lowest I got was like twelve hundred eighty four people in front of li- in wow. front of me in line. So have to see. But if New World, it, it is a brand new game. So I'm going with people are playing it to try it. But uh, we, we have to see what happens with new world here i'm hoping they increase the population of the world or something but that's is this, th- is this finally the wow killer <laughs> at this point with long <laughs> queue times it's gonna kill me because i'm gonna die of <laughs> die of old age before i get to play the game so is it i guess you just leave it open overnight and then hope that you can play in the morning yeah i guess at that point <laughs> i have to hope that i don't get put in and then get yep. kicked out for inactivity or something like that <laughs> that's insane i mean that's it's always tough on launch day for games, but MMOs are always notoriously bad. But that seems worse than normal. Seems like something they could fix and, you know, with population limit or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last thing that I had was just that we got our first look at the Last of Us TV show. We got a single screenshot of Joel and Ellie from the back, not the front. So we still didn't see their faces. Um, looks like The Last of Us. I would I agree. guess <laughs> looks like the last of us. It's a field and they're wearing the appropriate clothing. So, so far, good job, HBO, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a lot of people getting excited about it. And I was like, I mean, it's cool. But once I see like a trailer and see where they're going with it, then I'll be excited. I'm a picture is not going to do it for me. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Like we do know that Neil Druckmann, the creator or the uh, the creative director for The Last of Us is also kind of directing the show in a way. So it seems like it's going to stay pretty faithful. And if you have like literally the creative director of the game directing the show, they're going to try to hit a lot of the same sort of notes and subjects and make sure the same impactful things that were in the game are also going to kind of maybe show up in the, in the TV series. I am excited for it, but to be fair, I saw that picture. I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then I went on to the next thing. Yep. (laughs) You have that. Next up is going to be games played, which the only game I played was uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, which uh, okay. I'm having a lot of fun with. What did you play? Uh, I have some FIFA 22 uh, Tormented Souls, and I just started today the Forgotten City. OK, that's what I've been playing. Uh, why don't so you what... go into I was going to say, why don't you go into some of yours? Because I only have one. OK, 
Um, let's do FIFA. So I know we had talked a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, I think, about watching uh, Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. Um, and I did finish that two season series. And then tying that in with Ted Lasso has ignited a, I don't know what you call it. Do you call it a fandom for for soccer, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Ted Lasso is not really about the soccer. It's more about the people. But watching Sunderland Until I Die on Netflix really gets you like heavily involved with how deep the fandom goes in these towns for their football clubs. And uh, it really got me interested. So I started, you know, following Sunderland, like checking the scores because I still haven't found a good way to watch the matches. Um, But because of that, FIFA 22, which comes out this Friday. um, But if you have EA Play or Game Pass, you can get a 10 hour trial and play it now. Um, This is the first time that I've been invested in a FIFA for a long time. And uh, I've been having a ton, a ton of fun. Um, just doing even like the beginning of this game, it goes right into a intro cutscene where you kind of create your character and you're kind of you're running from your hotel room to uh, where you're going to work out. And it's showing you all the controls and everything, but doing it in a fun way, which I thought was something unique and different. Um, and then going right into doing a career and pick being able to pick Sunderland um, and knowing a lot of these players from the Netflix show helps. It's the same reason I like NBA and Madden is because we know these people. And now that I have a connection to the players on the Sunderland team, which is probably the only team that I'm going to know anybody on, it makes it that (laughs) much better. Um, But it's hard for me to say like how much has changed year to year because I do play FIFA every year, but it's usually for like a couple hours and then I'm done. But uh, the career mode has been a ton of fun. I think it looks good. I think it has for the past couple of years. the, the stadiums are great. You know, the audio, I think, is fantastic. And it just controls really well. It, it always has. So a huge, huge thumbs up for me. But as a caution, as somebody who hasn't been playing it every year, um, and I, I have not touched Ultimate Team, uh, I'm scared to touch Ultimate Team that they're going to take all my money. So I'll probably just end up staying away from that. But other than that, like, this game has been great so far. I think I've put in, like, seven or eight hours so far. Almost used up the trial period. That's pretty almost. Impressive. Yep. Every time you start it up, it says, you know, you have this much time left. I'm like, oh, man, I'm definitely going to run out. <laughs> well, at least you don't <laughs> have too much longer to wait. Uh, right. By the time the yep. podcast comes up, you'll have one day, one day left to wait. I'm yep. glad to hear exactly. that you're positive on it, because when I tried the closed beta that I got invited to, I wasn't really impressed with how much the game has changed. Mm hmm. Yet again, there wasn't everything available to me, and maybe the hypermotion stuff wasn't supposed wasn't really active that game. With the reviews coming out now, which I believe the embargo broke, like I believe yesterday or today, they mentioned that the hypermotion does does do a lot. It added a lot of new player animations. Players act more, you know, realistically when against the ball. So I'm all for it, and. You know, I paid off my pre-order. I'm excited to play it. Um, yeah. Me personally, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I told Craig, don't be a Tottenham Hotspur fan. It's <laughs> only regret. That's all I yeah. ever live by with them. So we just we just have to wait. I, I'm excited to play, and I'm glad you're having fun. I feel like you're kind of having fun the same way. I might have had fun with Madden like a year or two yeah. ago because we didn't play it for a while, where this year's Madden now just feels like a waste of time and a pain in my neck. So 
Um, hopefully, they, hopefully FIFA can break that. Hopefully FIFA does change enough to make it fun enough for me. But for yeah. me, and- good. I was going to say, I'm, I'm the same way as you. I just want to play like be a coach or be a player mode. I do not want to touch FIFA Ultimate Team for the life of me. I know exactly what that game can do to a person. I've I've paid money. So I know yeah. I know the kind of hole people can jump into with those. Yeah. And like like I said, I cannot stress enough that like my positivity on it comes from not playing this game every year. Um, so if you're if you have been playing it every year, you may have a drastically different take than I do. Um, but as somebody who's essentially not played it for a good four or five years for more than a couple hours, there was enough changes there that I was like, this feels fresh, um, and is exciting to me for now. Cool. All right. Uh, I'll talk about Kana then. Kana okay. Bridge Spirits, uh, came out by Ember Labs. This is their first game. They were a VFX, uh, VFX studio where if you go to look them up, they did a fan film for Majora's Mask, and it looks really good. You can kind of see the similarities between what they did here and what they're doing with Kana. Kana uh, of Bridge of Spirits is just a really big throwback to me in a lot of ways. There is. It, it really does. It, it really is a reminder of like an old PS2 game or like for me, it, in a way, it's really like uh, Ocarina of Time where it's the areas you just kind of explore through. You just kind of get to one thing to the next, but I really like the puzzles that they've put in. I think they're fun. And I, I kind of like the idea of walking into a room and not having any clue what to do, but I need to figure it out. Like I need to use my own, um, like resources in order to figure out what to do next. And I actually really do enjoy that. That part of the game. I've, I like the thinking aspect of it. The combat's pretty brutal. Uh, what, the the many kind of enemies you face are pretty easy, but when you get to a boss, it starts to do a lot of damage and you have to really plan out your move and figure out how to how to beat a boss. I've I died like maybe twice for during the first boss and I kind of learned that wow, there is a big curve with this. You know, this is a mixture of Zelda and Dark Souls in a lot of ways, where the the enemies just they ramp up on a curve that maybe you're not ready for and you have to get used to it. I will say the beginning of the game is a little bit slow because you're only working with your basic tools. Once you unlock the bow and arrow and the bomb, it like expands it so much more and the combat becomes a lot more fun. And you could spend a lot of time in this game just looking around looking for rot, which is like the cute little creatures that you collect. And when you collect these rots, they give you upgrades and they allow you to make combat easier if you take the time to look for them as well. So everything I've been experiencing with Kana so far, I am really enjoying. It's the graphics, it's the gameplay, it's the story is pretty light and I, the game is short. I haven't finished it yet, but I know I'm more than like 70 or 80 percent of the way through. And that's only taken me about six hours. They did say that the game is fairly short compared to most triple a 20 to 30 hour single player adventures but uh this game is a lot of fun and i do suggest people buy it now if you're a digital person right now it's only available digitally but kana did announce close to their release time that they will be releasing physical version sometime in the holiday uh sometime in this holiday season of 2021 so i really look forward to it and i will be buying the physical version as well as i bought the digital so uh i'm i i'm really happy and i hope that this game 
succeeds because I think Ember Lab did a really fantastic job with this game. So the question is then, because everybody who listens regularly knows my taste and you know my taste. Mm -hmm. Will I like this game? Because I'm on the fence about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, I know how you feel about Breath of the Wild in a lot of ways, which is why I compared it to maybe older Zelda games. I will say, like, you have to be able to have, like, kind of patience with the puzzles. When you're walking into a room and you really don't know how to solve the puzzle, you need to be able to kind of have patience to figure it out. And a lot of the times, the game direction's a little weird. Like, it, the game, like, when I was jumping through a bunch of stuff and I land in the ground, uh, it looks like I'm supposed to slide off and jump into an area where I slide off and no matter where I jump, it's my death. So... It's it's kind of learning that area. That, and that's what I mean. It's kind of like an old PS2 RPG game, which I know a lot of people are comparing it to, but that it's completely true. There's yeah. a little bit of bugs. There are a little, you know, it's not as polished as some of the AAA games that we see nowadays. But I, I, I love the game for their faults uh, because it brings me back to, sh- to, sh- uh, to an older type of gaming period where not everything was not everything was just as polished like in the game i i got one of like the rot a lot earlier than i was supposed to because when you reach mud your character's supposed to slide down but i was able to jump and my character built momentum where she kind of um she kind of slingshotted up in the air and i was <laughs> able to land somewhere where i wasn't supposed to it's just like oh okay that you know i wasn't meant to do that but it didn't break the game and i was just able mm-hmm. to get the rot and i was able to on my daily way. So, okay. you know, that that's something to think about. I, I do enjoy this game, but it is slow okay. in the beginning. Um, the, the, the music I also think is pretty tempo setting, but I think, I think you'd have fun with it. I don't think you okay. want to buy the digital deluxe version. There isn't much to it other than giving your rot like hats, which is <laughs> a weird concept, but the rot are pretty cute. So, uh, I, I think you'd and- like it. And it's what, 40, 40, right? 40. Okay. Yeah. I've just been up in the air about it for a while now. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, digital only. So I, I can't use the, uh, the game fly angle to try it out. So I have to fully either commit to the $40 or commit to the not buying it at all. Um, I'm just, I don't know if it's something that I'm going to enjoy. A lot of it sounds good to me, but there's some of it that like, like a lot of other, podcast too right like a lot of them comparing it to zelda uh older zelda and i'm just like ah i mean i like ocarina of time but not as much as most people so it kind of gives me hesitancy but maybe maybe i'll do it we'll see and you could also wait until uh the physical version that's supposed to come out later this year so yeah uh you know i i didn't want to wait that was my issue i really wanted to play this game and i'm glad i bought it digitally do i wish you bought merch before the game came out I did buy merch before the game came out. I was that excited for it. Fully committed. Yep. Uh, yep. And so far it has been worth it. I, Good. I, I will say hopefully the ending justify the means, as I've mentioned, ending is paramount for really any game and can kind of change your opinion on any of it. So I really yeah. like it right now. But if the ending sucks, I will let you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll all be waiting, though, honestly. I'll have it next week. Cool. Um, all right. Tormented Souls. Let me get this one out of the way here. Um, played on PS5. It is a horror game that is in the style of old horror games. It's a single camera. 
um, when you go room from room, like a think original Resident Evil, where you're every area you go to, it's just switching to a different, you know, preset uh, camera angle for that area. The camera um, in the upper corner of the room. Yes, yes, uh, which can be cool. Like I enjoy those type of games. It handles very much like a Resident Evil game where you're trying to find items in the world, combining items to progress uh, to open doors or whatever it is you're trying to do here. Um, I'm fully on board with trying to bring those types of games back. I think it's something that's been lacking. Um, where the game falls short for me is uh, the controls are fine. It controls. You can actually have the option to go to tank controls if you want. Um, I did not. I kept it with the normal controls that we're all used to now. Uh, my issues are graphically, it doesn't look that great. Um, it's not terrible, but uh, they're going fully into nostalgia areas for these types of games. Um, the writing reminds me of PlayStation 1 era, um, all of that. But it kind of threw me off at the beginning is, you know, the, the game is you're investigating this insane asylum, um, which isn't, you know, that original. But you go into this insane asylum in a cutscene, you get hit over the head, and then you wake up uh, in a bathtub. And one of your eyes has been taken out of your head. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is there. What threw me off is uh, they used you getting out of the bathtub because um, you do play as a as a woman here to just give you like the most gratuitous, fully frontal nude shot to start the game. And it's so out of place and there's really no reason for them to do it other than that they could. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they decided it. It was just very weird and off-putting for me just to be like, that's totally unnecessary. And I'm not exactly sure why you decided to go that route, but they did. Um, so not a big fan of the game. Um, the enemies are okay, but the way they move is like, it's like PS1 era. They're very like stiff. Um, you have a nail gun that you use to shoot them and they are just straight up bullet sponges. You shoot them like 20 times, they fall over and then just get back up again. Uh, so I don't think it's I don't think it's a big team working on this game, but it's definitely not polished and it's not something that I can fully recommend. I don't think I'm going to finish it, um, but I did have some high hopes for this game. But man, that intro kind of threw me off a little bit. <laughs> so I would not recommend um, yeah. it's a pass for me. OK, but it is out there if you're interested in it. And then uh, the Forgotten City, I did just start today. Um, been hearing a lot about this game because I knew nothing about this game a couple weeks ago. Uh, originally, I, apparently it was from a Skyrim mod. I did not know that um, where you're in a a repeating day and you're trying to figure out how to get out of this repeating day, which seems to be a theme this year in games and movies. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of that going around. Uh, but it's a lot of, you know, you're talking to there's 23 characters in this city that's underground um, and you're trying to figure out how to get out. But also everybody has different quests that you're trying to figure out, figure out where this girl went. Um, you know, everybody lives by the golden rule in this game, which is if anybody commits an act, um, everybody in the city dies. Uh, is the way it works. So one person and, does and something that act bad. Is a sin. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. I think it's one person does it. a sin. Everybody dies in the city and you're trying to figure this out. There's just a bunch of things going on. And again, I'm super early, but I am have been intrigued. This is not normally my type of game. 
just walking around talking to people, but it's been interesting so far. And I think I'm going to get the whole way through it because it's been fun talking to everybody. So I know everybody has been talking this game up a lot and uh, so far it's delivering. So I'll have like a full review. I don't think it's that long of a game. Uh, Hopefully next week. Cool. All right. I I look forward. I heard a lot of people talk about that game and it's not just talking. So I can tell you that right now. You'll have more fun than just that. But I know the game also breaks the fourth wall a little bit as well with some of the questions you'll be able to ask later in the game. So Mm -hmm. I think you'll have fun with it. And I hope you tell me what the what the ending of this game is going to be. I've heard good things, but I've never heard of what the ending is. So, yeah, um, I've been avoiding all spoilers that I can smooth. That's good. Yep. Yep. Next up on the show here is going to be TV shows and movies. And I know I said I'd see Shang-Chi no matter what, (laughs) but I didn't have time. But instead, I watched the entire uh, Star Wars Visions, the anime anthology series where there are many different anime studios working with the Star Wars license. And I watched it both in sub and in dub. So I know I I can go full deep dive, but I want to know what you (laughs) ended up watching first, Chris. So, I mean, we could talk about that if you want, because I watched the first two episodes now. Yep. Um, and man, that second one was great uh, yeah. with the uh, band. That yep. was great. Um, I like the art style. Man, it was just cool. But anyway, we can get back to it. Um, I watched uh, Free Guy and then I watched started watching Squid Game on Netflix. But I, let's talk about Visions. I did hear Squid Game is nuts. Uh, it's like crazy. It, yeah. So I'm. <laughs> I can't say I'm not interested in Squid Game. I'm not big into horror, but I keep hearing it's like a thriller horror. Yeah, it's not really thing. horror at all. It's, okay. it's just a thriller. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's horror. Yeah, but I've but we'll see. So I'll start off with Star Wars Visions because um, like this, this was the this was the most hype thing for me. I was really excited mm-hmm. to see anime studios take their Japanese um, like. I want to say history and insert it into star Wars. Cause that's what a lot of it is. And the yep. episode, uh, the first episode is a full, pretty much black and white other than what the lightsaber colors are. And it's like, it feels like it's straight out of a Kurosawa movie where yep. it's this black and white type of samurai thing. And you know, this series is going to be weird as heck when one of the <laughs> Sith brings out an umbrella and yes. it's a, it's a, like a literal Sith umbrella where the, the lightsaber shoots and goes out all of the, like the spikes of an umbrella and she kind of spins it to deflect blaster um, blaster shots. And it's just yep. really cool. Uh, the first episode really sets the tone and I think is an awesome introduction into it. But it only gets better as we go on. Now, what I want to say about the dub versus the sub is that the dub is good. If you want to listen to it in English, all of the episodes are really good in English. But, for example, the first episode is is I think it's a little bit better in sub because it's kind of the Kurosawa Japanese feel of a movie where the old Mm -hmm. Kurosawa movies weren't really in English. You had to watch them with subtitles. So uh, like the first episode, I would suggest watching it in sub. I also have a couple other episodes that I should say you should watch in sub. But if a lot of people want to watch dub, watch the dub in all of them. You're not going to miss anything. I think they're all very good. Uh, And some of my favorites, if you guys are interested in it, is the village bride is by far my favorite one and you're pretty close to it i think it's episode three i think it's episode four after the twins which the twins is episode three uh that one i think you'll really like and that's the next one on there and then there's the ninth jedi 
which is uh, also like those three stand out the most for me in this. I think it's a seven or eight episode series. And I just kind of love the take on all of it. Like there really is no rules other than use lightsabers in the force. That's pretty, that's yeah. pretty much what it is. Like what, what I like about this is it's so off the beaten path of what we've already explored with the star Wars universe, whether it's with the Mandalorian side of things, the not Jedi version kind of Jedi version. And then there's the part where the movies, the anthology series of all of the different star Wars movies, this is like completely out of left field is what I want to say it is because not only is it like Star Wars license and stuff you're going to recognize and familiarize with, but they introduce these new concepts that are completely random. Um, in the twins, there's like a power armor suit sort of thing that you can use the lightsaber's power um, in order to kind of fuel and amplify your abilities in battle. So it's it's truly anime is what I'm going to say. It is in some of these things. And it was just a lot of fun to watch. I really hope people give this series a shot because all of them, I think, did a really good job. Yeah, there are some not as good episodes, uh, but I think all of them are worth your time. And I think you'll know within the first 10 minutes, the episodes are really only 24 minutes. Some are only 14 minutes yeah. long, but uh, you'll know pretty quickly if the episode's for you. You know, the the episode you talked about where it's they're starting a band and it's music wise like that's it's it's not really a jedi story at all it, it yeah. kind of takes this different path and it's it's fun in a way and the vocals for the song are actually kind of catchy so it's it's just that kind of stuff that uh the star wars visions is i was hyped for it and i think it's a surprise to a lot of people with how good it is when it comes to the star wars stuff so yeah uh, the first I hope they do that more. that first episode was such a good way to start it um I was I was in after watching that the second one, which I just watched today, um, like that art style and then having a like like a chibi Boba Fett. Yeah, <laughs> is great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm super pumped. I wasn't like that excited about this coming out, but now I am. And they're short enough that you could really get through all of these in one day if you wanted to in one you, sitting. It's exactly what I did. I yeah. watched I, I didn't watch both of it in one day, but I watched the dub first and then I watched the sub another day. It, yeah, it doesn't take long and they're quick bites. You really don't have to do too much for it. I'll say the weakest out of the bunch I thought was T Obi Wan. Um, and you guys will see why, I guess. Uh, I just wasn't the biggest fan of it. It's really slow, uh, that episode, until it kind of ramps up at the end part. So that's that's what I su- that's what I would suggest you do, is you will probably like all of them. La Pinocho is also a pretty good one, but T.O.B.E. one was kind of the slowest of them all, which it takes a lot to get to the good parts of that episode. Yeah, I think this is hitting better for me than uh, What If?, the Marvel series, which mm-hmm. is kind of trying to do the same thing, like these little short bites of things. I think the Star Wars one is a, a more a well-executed version of that. Um, I will say that like the latest episode of What If, because I'm still watching all those, I thought was very, very good with Thor. Um, but for the most part, that series has not been hitting as well with me. So Visions is definitely the way to go there. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, Pe- people, please go watch it. And yeah. If you're only going to watch a couple episodes, again, Village Bride, Ninth Jedi, and The Twins are my three favorite ones. And I think a lot of people will get an enjoyment out of those. Yeah. Uh, So Free Guy 
um, I finally got to watch. Uh, it is on digital if you would like to rent it. Uh, so Ryan Reynolds um, is a NPC, a uh, non-playable character in a MMO, online MMO. And I think I can confidently say that after my entire life, a long time, we finally have a movie that gets video games right. Uh, I can confidently say that I think this is the best video game movie that has ever been made. Um, even though it's not tied to a video a game video, per yeah. se. Yeah. yeah. But they do such a good job of, you know, I, I put some of this probably on Ryan Reynolds because he tends to, you know, be more in tune with gaming culture, but they get so much of it right of what it should be in a game like this. I mean, they're, it's GTA. In all honesty, that's what they're going off of here. But everything they do in this is just like it doesn't come across as like super cheesy to me. Um, It's just that they know what gamers are like in this game and and they rely on that. Um, It's a very good story. It's hilarious. Um, I don't want to give stuff away, but like the ending fight scene has. um, I'll just say a cameo that had me dying. Um, It was just hilarious. I cannot recommend the movie enough. Again, I don't want to give anything away because there's so much in there, especially if you're into video games, which I would hope you are if you're listening to this podcast. But there's just a lot in there that you're going to see and be like, is funny to us. It's good to see a movie that is made for gamers and it's not like looking down on us. It's just accepting everything that we like in video games and, you know, making a movie and making jokes around it. So highly recommend that. Go check it out. I would imagine it's probably going to end up on Blu-ray and very, very soon if it's on digital. Um, I don't think it's in theaters anymore, but it was in theaters for a bit. And Ryan Reynolds just continues to hit stuff out of the park. Deadpool and this man, he does. He really doesn't do too much wrong nowadays. <laughs> good. It's good. to <laughs> uh, hear. Then, I got. Yeah. Uh, and then with, I just wanted to say with like, I only heard mixed reviews of it, so I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. And makes me want to watch it now. So I'll probably, I'll probably yeah. give it a shot. Uh, Squid Game on Netflix. I knew nothing about this show um, until I read a bunch of reviews. I was like, yeah, this is actually very good. It is a Korean show. Um, so I am watching it with subs uh, because I refuse to watch any live action, anything in another language with dubs because it sucks. Um, <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. But uh, it's... I would say it's classified as a thriller. Um, you think it's kind of like Hunger Games. These they're a bunch of people who are down on their luck. They have no money and they get greeted by someone who says, hey, play this game with me, which is a game I've never seen before, um, which involves like you have a I don't even know what it is, but you throw it at the other one to try to make their paper flip over. And if you do, you win money. Um, and that's how they lure them in. And then they're like, hey. If you want to make more money, we have this game uh, that, you know, you could win billions of of, uh, yen in. So uh, these people go to this game willingly, not knowing what it is. uh, And it's just um, children's games. They're playing children's games. But if you fail these children's games, you die. They don't know that when they first go in. But it's not something that's like they're kidnapping these people and, and not letting them leave. They give them all the rules when they all get there. Um, And the rules are, you know, lose the game, you're eliminated. Um, Complete all six games, you win the money. Uh, If at any time people don't want to play it anymore, 
then they will take a vote. And if the majority of the people vote to quit the game, they're all free to go. Um, so that's basically the premise of the show. This show, I'm not done with it yet, but has been phenomenal. I really, really like it. I would recommend it to anybody. It's not a horror show at all. Um, it is, you know, bloody, uh, violent. Gruesome. gruesome. Yeah, it's very gruesome. Um, but the characters are great. Uh, and it's just super entertaining. Um, all these different characters and you get all their backstories and, you know, why they don't have money or, you know, why they want money, all that kind of stuff. So again, cannot recommend it enough. Two really good things for me this week. And I'm super excited to finish it. And I should hopefully have it done by next week so I can give a full impression. Cool. I need, I definitely need to watch it. Uh, yeah. because, uh, for, I was actually just listening to a news story where the squid game is on pace to become the most popular TV show on Netflix all time. Yeah. Uh, cause their uh, Netflix is foreign stuff is apparently doing very, very well. It, you know, not only does it get the audience it's coming from, which is, you know, you said it's Korean, right? Yeah. Korean. And, yep. And then, and then on top of that, you have all the U S people who don't mind reading subbed and are going to be yep. watching it. So I'm, I really should watch it if it's anything like Hunger Games and I just have to get over the gruesome part, which I guess I'm not yeah. sure how gruesome it is, but I guess I'll find out. Uh, I mean, it's it's gruesome. Um, they don't shy away from, you know, people getting shot point blank. Um, it's that kind of, you know, look to it. But uh, I think it helps that when you're reading, you can't like put this show on and zone out on your phone. You have to be fully locked in. Yeah. And reading everything. And I think that helps because you're fully engrossed in this and you're fully invested in the characters. And that's something you just don't get when you're just have a show on in, in English for us and just listening yeah. to it and doing a million other things. So, yeah, give it a shot. At least try the first. I think even the first episode, you know, if you're going to like it or not. Cool. All right. I'll have to. With yep. that, that's going to be the end of our podcast. So we just want to thank everybody for listening. If you liked it, please make sure you share it with your friends and review it on your podcast listening platform of choice. If you're interested in getting uh, involved or want to ask questions about the podcast we read on air, Craig and I uh, run a Twitter, a Facebook, and an Instagram that we're pretty active on. You know, we're always looking at it at least. So we'll see what you ask us on there if you want. And then if you have any other questions, feel free to email highsensitivitypodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to... to to coming back next week. We've got a lot of stuff to follow up on on stuff we need to finish. So I'm I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to even come back next week with more stuff that I've played or watched. So with that, again, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. See you later. Mm-hmm.